0: the squadron they called him bullets but we call him greg kelly greg kelly is on the air on the red apple podcast network all Right, today is uh, the day right for a uh, selection day not for us but for the folks up in new hampshire it could be wrapped up you know all this stuff so tonight we'll watch tv we'll see those guys with the great big board and they'll tell us about uh uh, this county and that county in New Hampshire, like we know anything about that stuff. And um, uh, Donald Trump, hopefully in the end, wins by uh, 25 points. Uh, that It could go that way. Uh, Nikki Haley is um, not to be trusted. And boy, oh boy, we went through it yesterday. At the very last minute, At the when the whole country is watching, that's when she starts playing the race card. You know, all through her campaign, all through her career, not, not a mention about it. You know, it's she was uh, what do they call it post-racial, and now I hear that uh, every day during her childhood she was subjected to racism, and I knew that wasn't true, and I could prove it. I knew I could prove it. I knew that just wasn't true. She said every day. Hey, do me a favor. Get those. Um, get that thing with when she says yesterday. We, when she says every day she had to face racism in the deep south because I went to her autobiography and I I, I saw. Okay, she did say that stuff happened, you know, she didn't get to be in the pageant because she was brown and she that's what she says now and and some girl in grammar school didn't like her because she thinks she was brown. But she even says it herself. It didn't happen every day. It happened occasionally. It was a thing. You know, everybody gets picked on for something. Everybody gets picked on for something. And I don't want anybody to be picked on, but it's kind of part of life. I guess it stinks when you can't control it, but I couldn't control my buck tooth. I had a terrible big buck tooth. It was like it just stuck out. I had to wear braces later, but they called me Tombstone because it looked like a great big graveyard in my mouth with a big tooth right there. Um I got pictures of it. It's like <sighs> I it, it it was pronounced and they made fun of me for that. Um can I cash in now politically? No. Now, Nikki thinks you can cash in politically because of that. I don't think it's going to happen. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, hey, did you notice, have you noticed that um, you cannot have more, well, basically, you can't have white people on TV by themselves. They have to be accompanied by people of color. This is for Good Morning America. This is the Today Show. This is uh, the CBS Morning Show, whatever they have. They get very, very, very uncomfortable if there are, Two or more white people together with no people of color. They have to, they must have passed a law, a new regulation. You can never have this. You can never, ever, ever be alone. Just white people. We can't have that. It makes people uncomfortable. It doesn't make anybody uncomfortable. It makes, I mean, we don't notice that kind of thing, although I can't help but notice it because it's so pronounced. It's so on the nose. I think regular people just are kind of interested in what you have to say and what you have to show us. But the executives in that world and the producers, they're all consumed. Now, by the way, it's totally okay to have a bunch of people of color and no white people. That's fine. I mean, the producers, the uh, the executives, the network chiefs, that's, that's totally fine. Uh, meanwhile, we're just looking at – what was I watching today? The Today Show with – Hoda and Jenna. Man, what a crummy show. All right, more on that in a little bit. There's a lot of important stuff going on, though. And James Flippin, I assumed, I remember this from the summertime, a police officer had a guy go by him on a, a scooter, and that scooter was driving so recklessly, so out of control, and needed to be stopped. As somebody who's personally been run over almost by these guys probably a half dozen times, I would love to throw something at one of them. You're telling me this cop is in big trouble because he threw, threw something at one of those guys who was posing a threat to the community. Tell us everything. When did it happen and what happened to
1: the cop? So this was in August of last year. And in essence, like you said, Scooter, some news reports have actually described it as a motorcycle because it's a gas-powered vehicle. So, you know, do with that what you will. What happened was this guy, 30-year-old Eric Dupree, was allegedly selling drugs and as part of a buy-and-bust operation, which is when undercover cops are more or less trying to buy drugs and they try to find out who's selling them on the street, uh, this guy, Dupree, was caught by an undercover officer who was, you know, buying drugs. So Dupree goes to take off. Allegedly, he grabs his buddy's motorcycle and starts riding on the sidewalk. Now, there's a group of pedestrians there on the sidewalk, kind of in the path of the motorcycle. The Associated th- Press has shared this video.
0: This is the part I've seen. I've seen the video, and it looks to me like a bunch of people standing there and a maniac going by on some sort of motorized bike. And he poses what I would call an imminent threat of death or uh, serious injury to everybody on that sidewalk. That's what it looks like to me. And that part I've seen.
1: Right. And, and again, it, it depends on how the story is framed in the news sometimes, right? Because, you know, the story has been, oh, that this cop threw a cooler at a well, fleeing well, suspect. Well,
0: tell us what happened then. Yes. Yeah, so the, so, okay. He, so the guy, the Dupree, the drug dealer alleged is running away.
1: Right. And Eric, on a, uh, riding away
0: on a, on a bike. Correct.
1: Is this st- bike stolen? No, it's not being alleged that it's stolen. Cause apparently it was his friend's bike and he All was right. with his friend or whatever. So this cop who was in plain clothes, Eric Duran sees that, Dupree is riding away or riding toward him at the, in the motorcycle. Again, that's up for dispute. And he throws a cooler toward the suspect, toward Dupree. Now, that cooler hits the guy on the motorcycle and he crashes. And moments later, after this crash, he was determined to be dead. He died as a result of the crash. Did he die from the crash or the cooler in his head? Well, I haven't necessarily seen definitive results on that. It says that he died as a result of the crash. I do know that the cooler hit him in the head. That's what they've said. Um, So I guess uh, we still need to figure that out and track down what the autopsy results were. We'll we'll look into that for you. I mean,
0: number one, you're not allowed. It's against the law to take a motorcycle and ride on the sidewalk. It is. It's also against the law to uh, deal drugs. Okay, that's against the law, too. Um, But forget all that stuff. These guys, I've seen it. They pose a deadly threat. I think it's totally justified, quite frankly. I'm looking at it right now. And they charge this guy, Sergeant Durand is his name, the police officer. that's correct. Sergeant Durand has been charged with what
1: manslaughter, other charges as well, but the top charge certainly manslaughter um and, and he's on suspension by the way. He has been since that case started in August paid. I hope I gotta check on that, but I assume that it's paid well, and um usually it's only unpaid if they're like you know if it's they're more or less considering you guilty. Where did this happen in the Bronx? Who's charging him? The Bronx DA? Nope. It's actually at the state level. It's Attorney General Tish James who oh brought these charges. Oh boy! All right. So he's got a problem here, but he's got my support. I've seen the video. You and hundreds of cops. Uh, there was over a hundred cops in the courtroom today. You know, showing their support. Uh, and bail was set at 150 grand, I think, for Sergeant Duran. And uh, yeah, you know, in essence, it's been one of these controversial cases the one side says oh he used excessive force because the cooler was heavy enough he had to pick it up with two hands he should have known how destructive that would be to throw it that's the argument on the one side the other side obviously like you said people saying this was a dangerous situation where something needed to be done to protect the cop and the others there
0: this is what you need law enforcement for and this is why they are allowed to use at times force and even deadly force I don't think throwing a cooler at somebody is by definition deadly force. It's not reasonable to think that you're going to kill somebody by throwing a cooler. Having said that, quite frankly, I could see, I could see that guy being justified in shooting the dude. I actually could. That is a dead, that is a threat of imminent death or serious injury to everybody on the sidewalk. And that guy's driving like a maniac. Um, yeah. And it's not like theoretically the, the sidewalk wasn't empty. There were full, it was full of people. Right. Yeah, that's true. And um all right. So he's not in jail. He's out on bail to one hundred fifty grand. And he's got a lot of support from uh, the union, not necessarily the leadership of uh, the NYPD. We don't know about that. Quite frankly, I haven't heard a peep about about this from leadership and they suspended him. So that's weird. He still suspended him, right? Hmm.
1: And he's got he's got uh you know accommodations in his past. He's received you know uh, accommodations for his work as a police officer. He does have one complaint, I guess, on his record with the civilian complaint review board. Everybody's
0: got a complaint. I got a complaint at the CCRB, right? Everybody's got a complaint. It's not a big deal. This is a hero cop, and he should be exonerated immediately. And Letitia James, how? Wait, it's January, August, September, October, November. December, January, right? That's that's a lot of months, and now they charge him. Oh, was she too busy? She's too busy giving Donald Trump a hard time. No, the case—if there was a case to be made, they had all the evidence. They had lots of evidence, right, right from the get-go. This is bad. This is a bad case. The guy is innocent, and uh, you heard it right here, and it's right there for all to see. Now you could say, I don't know what you could say. You want to change your... Are there regulations
1: about that? I wonder. I wonder. Like throwing something in a pursuit during a You know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Does
0: that guy, Duran, say he threw the thing at him because he was an escaping drug dealer or because he was uh, posing a risk on the motorbike? I haven't actually
1: seen directly attributable comments for him. Um, I'm going to have to try to track down if he has done any interviews or not. Um, I don't know, but... No, I mean, you know, again, the, the official response from the NYPD is that it was in the course of a drug investigation. All but right. I'm sure I'm sure they feel a certain type of way about his response to the threat level.
0: In the meantime, tonight is um, primary night. Actually, it's going to be over in the late afternoon. The polls close up there at 7 o'clock. Wow, it's early, yeah. 7 o'clock, some stay open until 8 o'clock, which seems crazy early. What about 9 o'clock? I mean, 7 o'clock. Anyway, uh, some moments here. Uh, Vivek Rabaswamy and a lot of other people who were supporting Trump came out last night. Beautiful rally. This guy is one superstar in my book. Cut 15.
1: If you want to seal the border, vote Trump. If you want to restore law and order in this country, vote Trump.
0: If you want to defeat the deep state, vote Trump. If you want to fight inflation, vote Trump. If you want to revive national pride in this country, vote Trump. If you want to revive our national identity in this country, vote Trump. If you want to make America great again, vote Trump. That's how we're going to win this in a landslide in November, like Reagan delivered in 1980. That guy is good at politics. That guy is good at politics. All right. Now that's the closing argument for Trump. Let's hear the closing argument from Nikki Haley.
1: We were the only Indian family in our small southern town. I was teased every day for being brown. So anyone that wants to question it can go back and look at what I've said on how hard it was to grow up in the deep south as a brown girl. Anybody can look at my record and see when Walter Scott was shot down by a dirty cop.
0: All right, stop for a second. Wait a second. What does Walter Scott have to do with it? Keep going. Sorry about that.
1: Sure, that the Walter Scott family didn't suffer because we put the first body camera bill in the country in place. Anybody can look at the fact that when we had nine amazing souls dying, Mother Emanuel. Can
0: I stop it there? All right. Oh, boy. Brown girl in the Deep South. Woe is me. I've seen ad after ad where she's talking about what a great day it is in South Carolina. It's a great day in South Carolina. And we don't have racism in America. Anybody who says so, that nothing could be further from the truth. Her words. And the closing argument is it was tough to be a brown girl in South Carolina. Hey, the funny thing about Walter Scott, did you see what she said? She said, I stop their suffering. So this guy gets shot by a cop in the back. It was a bad shooting. Okay, it was bad. It was caught, some guy with his cell phone camera. Guy's running away. The cop aims at him and shoots him. I mean, it's a bad shooting, and the guy's in jail now. And what did she say? She says, I ended their suffering by introducing a bill for body cams. I mean, <laughs> just just like they these career politicians, they think they are godlike. You know, I ended their suffering. Anyway, Nikki, you're going to lose. The only question is by how much. I hope it's decisive and permanent. Uh, I'll be right back. Traffic jams,
2: tailgating, Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: I'm looking at Trump right now. He's um, on the ground in New Hampshire. He's talking to reporters. This is live. Let's listen.
3: Three or four people and maybe walk inside and you see a crowd like this. And this is this we is organic. You. This is organic. She, she was, wanted was, a two
4: person race. Would you, 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 you consider DeSantis? DeSantis?
3: Yeah, I don't want to comment on that. But, would you consider
4: DeSantis?
5: A uh,
2: he a endorsed baby? me.
3: Would I consider her? Would you
5: ever consider DeSantis?
3: I just can't comment on that. Well, Nikki course, Haley course,
2: course, wanted it to be a two-person race, right? I mean, she got that. Do you think it's going
1: to go in her favor at all?
3: I think it hurts her, actually. I think it's going to hurt her. Uh, probably have a big loss today, but who knows? But, you know, in uh, the next state is Nevada, where I have 100 percent because they all pulled out when they looked at the polling. So I have 100 percent. A lot of delegates, big state. And then I go to South Carolina and I'm beating her by 60 points. So uh, I just don't know. I mean, that's up to her. I'm not. I would never ask anybody to pull out. I didn't ask Ron to pull out. I didn't ask Vivek to pull out. Nobody. But we have great support, and most of the people that pulled out have already supported me. So it's actually quite nice. But I'm very honored by this. You know, we expected to come here, and who would think you'd have a crowd like this? This is thank you, everybody. President, President Trump. What, President, President Trump. What's, President, what's your message? Message the American people on the injustice
4: that you're experiencing and the big concern that the election, they, they try to steal it again in 2024? Well, can we're going to be watching
3: that? very closely. I very, I very much appreciate that question because it's a very important question, more important than most people would understand. Uh, we have to make sure we have honest, fair and free elections and strong borders. If we don't have borders and elections, we don't have a country. And you see what's going on with the border. There's never been anything like it on the border millions and millions of people are pouring into our country illegally and many come from prisons they come from jails uh, they're terrorists uh, nobody's ever seen it they come from by the way i i saw a report this morning they're coming in from mental institutions all over the world they're pouring in and it makes sense why would a, somebody running a country where it costs so much money why would they keep the people they're dumping them into our country mental institutions jails and prisons they're coming into our country, and a lot of terrorists are coming in. This is really bad. I heard somebody yesterday say 100% happened to be Sean Hannity. Did you ever hear of Sean Hannity? He said 100% certain that there'll be some horrible acts, terror acts, and that's the answer. It's 100%. It's 100%. The people coming into our country, it's 100% certain, and we have to have fair elections. Thank you for that. The Northern
4: border. It's a huge deal here. We talk right all the time about Eagle Pass, Texas, and what's
2: going on at the southern border. It's a huge issue here at the northern border. What are the you hearing from voters?
3: Bad too. It's getting bad. I mean, it's getting bad. But now it's it's lightening up because it's so easy. They don't have to come here. It, it is You have to watch both borders. And you have to watch fly-ins. You have to watch everything. But the southern border is like nobody's ever seen. But the northern border is bad, too. They have done a terrible job. This is one of the worst things. I believe it's one of the worst tragedies ever to befall our country. I really do. I think it's one of the great tragedies in the history of our country, what they've done. Either they're very stupid, which I don't believe they are, or they hate our country. It's very simple. It can be nothing else. They're very stupid or they hate our country. To allow millions of people to come into our country totally unchecked, totally unvetted, uh, it's, it's not even believable. And it's the biggest issue now. You know, the economy was big and inflation was big. It's all big. But this, I, I think the border issue now is the biggest. We had the greatest border, the safest border of, of in recorded history. In recorded history. And that was three years ago. Now we have the worst. The worst. I think we have the worst border anywhere in the world. I don't think any country, a third world country, never had a border like this. For people that might
0: not have their mind made up tonight or today going to those polls. they might hey, be Oh, excited. that woman just dropped her camera. Just dropped her camera. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And, uh, hey, how about that? Large and in charge, confident on the ground in New Hampshire.
2: Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple
0: Podcast Network. And you can call the show, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. Pretty fascinating. Donald Trump uh, got out of a car up in New Hampshire a few moments ago, right in front of the media, and spoke for several minutes. And uh, we carried it, as soon as I found out, I turned on the, um, I turned it on and we listened to it here. Um, Very confident. He says, uh, he's not calling on Nikki Haley to get out. She can do whatever she wants. Uh, I think we're going to win. We're going to win big, but who knows? That kind of thing. Oh, very notable. He said he's concerned about fairness in 2024. I'm concerned about fairness in 2024. You know, if they played games in 2020, they could play games again, right? Big time. So um, what else did he say? Uh, DeSantis um, didn't say, oh, they asked him about VP. He said, I'm not going to comment on that. Um, you know, it just it's more than what he said. It's wild because i got these huge TVs all around me. And I'm looking at MSNBC and CNN and ABC and all of these things and they all took him for about 30 seconds and then they got panicked <laughs> uh oh it's trump speaking we we can't have that so anderson cooper gets on and says uh yes um sorry about that and uh now you'll hear from me and uh some girl talk about what donald trump uh might be saying and should say um it's really fascinating i mean when you are in that business political junkie you hang on every word right you hang on and that's what these networks are kind of for. That's what they're, they were initially designed for, in a way. Anytime the president opens his mouth, um, it's considered news, especially on a day like today, or a would-be president. Or a pre- You take it. You take it live. And they all got nervous, and they put their silly anchors up, and they took Donald Trump off, while Anderson Cooper and some robot named Caitlin Collins, and said, talked about trump what's more important hearing from trump or hearing from some woman named katie right i mean i just like it's it's amazing how they have kind of so delegitimized themselves you can see it it's right there in plain sight i have no idea what their function is anymore right i mean are they informing people do you get your information from cable news uh, like msnbc like the fake news do they are they informing people i always wondered about this you know in In college, did you learn anything just by dropping by a classroom for five minutes and then leaving (laughs) and going to another classroom and just looking at that one for a few minutes, maybe 90 seconds, then leaving? Think about how you change channels, right? Are you – are we actually – do you actually learn stuff? I don't know. I don't know if if, if we do. But if you can actually watch the events and get the documents, which you can, you can read these indictments. You can download them. You can see for yourself – Hey, Jack Smith urged every American to read his phony indictment of Donald Trump. Well, I did, and it was phony. <laughs> Big time. When you see it, and they don't think you will, they're not. The media aren't. They're, um, they're too busy talking about the trivial, the nonsense. They don't even have the patience to read this stuff. Hey, who remembers Steve Garvey, the baseball player for the Dodgers? Steve Garvey. I remember growing up, Steve Garvey was one of the coolest guys in the world. Number one, he's a great-looking guy. He was considered smart. I think he played first base for the Dodgers. And, um you know, the guy had real star appeal. I haven't thought about Steve Garvey in many years. I remember he had a wife named Cindy, and she was on the – she hosted with Regis for a little while. And, all right, he's running for the U.S. Senate. I have not thought about him since – uh I saw him on a show called Make Me Laugh. It was a game show, and they got the funniest comedians, and the objective was to get through the show without laughing at their jokes. And Steve Garvey was one of the contestants, the celebrity contestant. It was actually hard, even at home, to make it through the show without laughing. Make Me Laugh, a great, great, great TV show. So he's 75 years old, and he's running for the Senate. And um, he looks like a very distinguished gentleman. And I've been listening to what he has to say, and I like him a lot. He's running as a Republican in California, and guess what? He's breaking through. Now, California is an overwhelmingly Democrat state, uh, like one party rule. It's been that way since Arnold got elected governor. Ever since the whole damn thing, it's like a, it, 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 it's like communism over there in terms of the party discipline. So, he polled at 19%. Which is actually very good because a lot of people are running. You know, you got Adam Schiff, you got a couple of others. So anyway, he's on the debate stage as a Republican with the Democrats. He may not be as polished as the career politicians. He may not talk as long as they do, but when he talks, I tell you, I listen and I feel number one, his integrity. And I feel that he is totally superior to these career politician, uh, People who have lied to us, listen to this. This is really cool. This is the debate they had last night in California. Adam Schiff is doing most of the talking. All right, but listen to how Steve Garvey, my favorite now in California, puts it back at him. Cut sixteen.
4: Americans, including Californians who are visiting other states, thank you, and that decision would be dangerous, Mister Garvey. Your yes. rebuttal. I think you've
5: been censored for lying.
4: You I was censured for mouth, standing up to a corrupt this president, is exactly what the I'm talking about. Mr. Garvey's turn, let him
5: go. We're trying to determine who we are by race or by color or by gender. They never listen. They have prearranged words to say. And by the way, I would not vote for a federal
4: ban on abortion. Let's make that clear right yeah. now. Thank you, Mr. Garvey. All right. We're I'm going to insist on answering. i right. just called a liar by Mr. Garvey. Okay. 30 Mr. seconds. Mr. Garvey, I was censured for standing up to a corrupt president. And you know something? I would do it all over again. Because that corrupt president, that president who's been indicted with 94 felony, 91 felony counts, that president that you won't refuse to support, yeah, he's a danger. And I will stand up... To him and Kevin McCarthy and Jim Jordan and any of those MAGA enablers of his in the Congress. The reason why our democracy is in trouble is because folks don't have the courage to stand up when they need to.
6: Okay, thank you very much. Sir, we're going to keep, we're keep, we're keep let moving. Me, let me just keep that. Vote my name. All
5: right. Real quick. Sir, you lied to 300 million people. You can't take that back.
0: And um, he just stood there. Adam Schiff had nothing to say. It actually goes on for a few more moments and Adam Schiff. It's because he did lie to all of us. And to see him up there with his talking points, you know, smooth operator. And yeah, Steve, I, I just, the goodness and the realness came through loud and clear. That would be awesome. Let me see what else happened last night. Uh, there are a couple of other moments I want to go through.
6: Let's uh, try cuts 17. At this point... Donald Trump has been president. Joe Biden has been president. We've seen both of them as president. Um, are you still undecided if the choice is Donald Trump versus Joe Biden? As you suggested to Politico, you may vote for uh, Joe Biden. Are you, wh- how are you undecided and what would make that decision for you? I didn't say that. Okay, so what? will clarify your view then.
5: When the time comes, I'll do exactly what I said to you. I will look at the two opponents... I will determine what they did, and at that time, I will make my choice. I don't believe Joe Biden has been good for this country. I heard it said that, uh, that Trump was terrible for the world, right? Yeah. He was. That we were less safe. We were safer yeah. more under him than we are
6: under Biden. We're on three different <laughs> platforms throughout the world. So he's, Congress member, he's arguing that, uh, that we were safer under President Trump. What do you make of what he just said, and what's your response?
4: Well, California, I think what they say is true. Once a dodger, always a dodger. He just chewed up two and a half minutes of the time to talk about substantive issues in this debate and refused to answer the question. Ballots go out in six weeks, Mr. Garvey.
3: All
0: right.
4: This is not the minor leagues. Who will you vote for?
0: Well, I understand him. You know, could he go all in for Trump? Yeah, but actually I believe him. I believe, like, maybe he's one of those guys who's a little bit uh, perturbed by Trump. And I know people like that. And you can be perturbed by Trump. I'm not, but you can be. I just, you know what I heard? A gentleman and that, I think that nasty woman, what a lame line. Once a Dodger, always a Dodger. Boo. The crowd, like, not, not funny. Not funny at all. Let's, uh, can we do a little bit more? Am I, am I sensing that Steve Garvey may just find his way into the United States Senate? Cut 19. I have a record of getting things done. I prosecuted
4: oil companies as a prosecutor. I took on the health insurance industry to pass a California Stop.
0: patient bill of- Doesn't that sound just like- meaningless actually all this stuff they spout off so they can spout off someday right this is adam schiff who's desperate by the way and he's a bit scared by our friend mr garvey keep going
4: in congress i brought back millions to california to build affordable
6: housing we need a senator to get things done and i have a record of delivering All right, Congressman. Thank you, Mr. Garvey. Question, a little bit different to you because you're not a Democratic member of Congress. Um, We're getting to know your political beliefs. Uh, You talk a lot about being a member of team sports in the past. Of course, the Senate is sort of set up like a team sport. There's the Republicans and the Democratic Caucus. You want to join the Republican Caucus. I'm wondering if there's anything that the Republican Caucus, who usually votes together, has done recently that you disagree with, and if so, stop for a
0: second. Just, I want you to know that this is the very first question they're asking him. The very first question. Tell us something that you disagree with with Republicans in the Senate. Just a, just a silly question that no real person would ever ask. It's a political gotcha question. It's his first. The first. He's on the he's on the the statewide stage for the very first time. Steve Garvey is too smart for them, though. Listen to how he handles it. Keep going be specific. Well, let me establish myself first. I
5: think many of you know me. Over 50 years ago, I came to California. Uh, The Dodgers brought me up for the day my dreams came true. I put on a uniform. It was also the first day that I came to California. And as I took that cab in from LAX, I saw a vibrant state, a state that was different than my home state of of Florida. And that was the beginning of a career, the beginning of being your neighbor, being a Californian taking a lot of pride going around the world and representing this this great state. But early on, I thought this was the heartbeat of America. California, with its vibrancy, led this country. And then all of a sudden, one party started to take over. There was only one voice in California. And this vibrant state became a murmur. As a conservative moderate, I thought it was time to stand up. Time to stand up against career politicians. Time to step up against those who have created policies we're, that are we're out of time. putting
6: this state you, But just into real quickly, quick, the state. question was, is there anything that you disagree with your party on in the Senate? Is there? Just about everything. Just about everything? <laughs> no. I,
5: you know, I'm common sense. I'm compassionate. I'm consensus building. And I think we need to get back to that in California. We can't only talk about okay. it in, in, in Washington. We have to start doing something about it. And I think my leadership, based on years of building teams and championships, okay. businesses, will make that difference. Oh,
0: man. Isn't that great? I, <laughs> I'm just getting a huge um, – I'm getting a great feeling from this guy. And this is the kind of person our founding fathers had in mind to serve in places like the U.S. Senate. Not career politicians, not bureaucrats, not people who made their money making fake promises and not following through. A couple of other gems I'll get to in a little bit. Uh, hello, Joe. What's up?
2: Hello, Greg. Uh, I'm, I'm getting perturbed uh, with this, uh, Nikki numbskull. Uh, she's, she'll try anything. What is she going to say next? She should just get on her broom and fly away and take and take Michelle Obama, take uh Hillary Clinton, take uh Kamala, and whoever else, Marianne Williams. I guess Donovan was right. Why are it you ta- why the- are
0: you singling out all the women, Joe? Just the women? What about Joe Biden? What about Adam Schiff? What about why just the women, Joe?
2: Because they're run they're pushing them for president, and we don't need the season of the witch.
0: President. Well, uh all right, so we wanna we wanna put him on a broom and get him out of town. That's your plan?
2: Well, tonight we halfway to when Nikki Numskull uh finishes. Now the-
0: wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. We gotta be respectful, okay? We can't say things like that. It's Nimarada Numskull, okay? All right, Joe. What was your final thought on uh on tonight?
2: Uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a blowout. But as far as everything else, democracy is dying in front of our our eyes because the other side feels that they're justified in doing anything to get their way because they're righteous. But in the end, everything they do is to, re- to gain power and wealth. And Nikki Haley is getting a lot of donations. I wonder who's benefiting from her campaign.
0: Well, you know what? Actually, you said something very smart. You're right. The way they frame the debate, right? The way they frame We are a threat. We are a threat. And they're going to – they can do anything, anything – To neutralize the threat when the scariest words are when Joe Biden gets up there and says MAGA is an existential threat, misusing the word, but he says it all the time, to American democracy. I'm telling you, he's planting the seeds where he could actually overtly, he doesn't have to be cute about it anymore, overtly dispatch the FBI and who knows what else against Trump and against his supporters. And there are millions of us, actually, I think a majority of America And that would be pretty damn scary. And I think that's what they're thinking about. Thank you, Joe. Be right back.
2: Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: You know, I actually don't like Broadway very much. I'm glad that it's there. It's great for the economy and all that stuff. But every time I go, I can't stand it. It's boring. I don't know what the hell's going on. Can't follow the plot uh it's just a, a mess the only show i've seen in the past 10 years that i somewhat liked was uh, to be honest uh beautiful with uh, the carol king story because i can understand it and i heard some of those songs before everything else they start talking too fast uh it, it's all over the place you're daydreaming it just any movie is better than the worst broadway show now having said all that stuff there is this guy named david mamet mamet He's no not related to Ed Mamet, the cop we got around here, the great legendary cop who does a great podcast. David Mamet is the playwright. He's been around for a long time. Uh, he's In the Broadway world, he's, he's household name famous. And here's the very cool thing. David Mamet loves Donald Trump. He has come out publicly. This is one of the elites in the Broadway world. He says Trump was the best president since Abraham Lincoln. I love it. Um, let's see here. Mehmet has practiced uh, the art form of theater for his entire career. Um, audiences, the changing demographic of Broadway theaters. He's been through it all. Ooh, and he said, <laughs> the critics have always been a bunch of brainless whores. Okay, he's getting everything off his chest now. Of the media, he said, the national press is completely co-opted. It's Pravda. It's absolutely Pravda. No one's going out to put on a play that's not going to be approved by the press, and the press is there to approve the play. Oh, he's upset about cancel culture. Yeah, the thing I was talking about earlier. If it's not about race, if it's not woke, if it's not transgender, it must be. You know what? You can never produce on Broadway right now. A few good men, right? A bunch of a bunch of um, straight male uh, Marines on stage. Not talking about gender, but talking about code reds and things like that. couldn't t- Couldn't have a show like that. Where's the Where's the coming out situation? Where's the uh, Where's the struggle with sexual identity? Cancel culture, he called fascism. Independent voters, he said, don't even exist. And as for compromise with the left, Mamet said the conservatives are done with the left. We're not looking for anything from the left because there's nothing there. But for Trump, for Trump, Mamet only had kind words. All of a sudden. He gets kicked out, and the world is a mess. But because the liberals cannot defend their position, all they can do is indict Trump. He's not generating anger. He's, ta- he's talking to reason. He's got a big mouth. So do I. The question is, who do you like in a fair fight with your back to the wall? Who would you rather have, Joe Biden, who's a senile old bag man, or Donald Trump, who's a scrapper and loves his country? Amazing. Amazing. This is one of the elite. And you know what? If he's thinking this, there's a lot of other people there. A lot of people. Broadway, Hollywood, they're all looking over their shoulder, worried about cancel culture, and they're all rooting for Trump. Man, oh, man, this is a significant thing. And I give him a lot of credit. David Mamet, I think his daughter is one of the girls on the show Girls. Girls. Not that anybody watches the show Girls anymore and nobody even talks about Lena Dunham anymore. Whatever happened to her? Um, all right. Good for him. And he's got us. How, what time do the polls? The polls will be closed in five hours. We could have a nominee. If Donald Trump wraps it up tonight, that will be, that will be faster than anything we've seen. It's still, it's still January, right? (laughs) Usually you secure the nomination March. April, May, he could have this thing wrapped up in January. He is quite a guy. It's amazing. You know, he did not have to go to the uh, trial today. It's been postponed. But remember last week I told you he went to uh, his mother-in-law's funeral, and they said you can go to the funeral, but we're not stopping the trial. You can come to the trial or the funeral. You can't do both. Do you know they let convicted murderers in jail, out for the day to go to funerals, and they wouldn't let Donald Trump go to his mother-in-law's
2: funeral.